Welch, and welcome to episode 23 of the Ben and Blading podcast. Today's episode is going to feature Jimbo Hawkins. And Jimbo is a skater from Kentucky who went viral with some videos he did on TikTok. And it's really blown up for him. He goes by Air Manatee, and he is going to be here soon. He's actually with Air Dolphin right now. They were at the skate park. He's going to be running a little bit late. So in the meantime, I want to show you all some things I got in the mail this week that I'm really stoked on. One of them is the Garbage Pail Kid, Inline Skate, Blade and Aiden. This thing's pretty sick. I got it on eBay. This is actually from the newer Garbage Pail Kids from a few years ago. I also got Hot Wheels Rollblade Van. Super rad as well. And I got the Randy Roadhouse and Friends trading cards. So I'm pretty stoked on all that. I know, you know, I really love magazines, especially rollerblading magazines. And there's not a lot of them these days, but a few of them have been coming out. And I just picked up a copy of Skeleton Isle. This is a full color magazine out of California. And if you're just joining us, I know there's a couple people in the live feed. I'm still waiting for Jimbo to log on. So in the meantime, just going to go over some things I got in the mail this week. But yeah, this is a full color magazine. It is sold out, but episode two is on the way. It's called Skeleton Owl. And I'm going to show you something that no one's seen yet. And this is a frame prototype. It's from a brand called Pretend out of Dallas, Texas. And this is a handmade prototype but it's actually going to get produced at some point. And it's got a pretty crazy groove on it. And this is a frame. It's called Pretend with the gnarly groove. And I'm going to be doing a show on this frame. I'm going to talk to the creator of it. I'm going to talk about when it actually goes to full production. So if you have any questions about this frame, go ahead and leave those in the description below. And I'll make sure to ask those during the interview. All right. Looks like Jimbo is signed in let's go ahead and add him to the stream jimbo welcome yeah yo dude sorry about that we're uh i'm with skinny Vinny, and we are on our way back to dolphins in la we just got nope. caught in traffic no problem dude you only had like uh you know two weeks to plan to get there on time today I, dude I, <laughs> it's it's la bro like we were we i was on time it's impossible to do anything on time here but uh, um, it's actually funny because when I was at Blading Cup, which is I actually met you there, that was the yeah, first yeah. time meeting you, which was cool. Uh, I didn't get stuck in traffic in LA one time that whole week I was there, which is pretty impressive. Oh, dude, you lucked out because I am literally right right now, like a mile from where we are. You're supposed to be. So Jimbo Jimbo came on about two minutes ago. He says it's going to take ten minutes to get home from the skate park. I knew that was not going to happen. So in the meantime. <laughs> I showed off a few things I got in the mail this week. I don't know if you've seen these, Jimbo. The Rollblade Hot Wheels van. Oh, dude, that is sick. And the Gartrail Kids. Wow. Aiden, Aiden card. So those are pretty hot. So anyway, Jimbo, are we ready to talk? Can you talk in the yeah. car? Yeah, 100%, man. Except I've lost your video. There you go. No, I'm, still, You're back. I'm here. All right, so go ahead and tell us what you've been up to today. Uh, well, today I was with Air Dolphin and Skinny Vinny, and we were at Sheldon Skate Park just a few minutes ago. Um, 
filming another, you know, classic uh, air manatee skit. And who's Skinny Mini? I know he's driving you. Skinny Skinny Vinny is a, a friend of mine who also does social media stuff. He is uh, roommates with Zach Holmes. That is Zachass from Jackass. They have a podcast together. We we all just uh, yeah, and the show, and the show. They have a show on uh, plug your show. Dude. What's up, guys? You can watch uh, uh, your pranks our show from ten p.m. Eastern time. You yeah, sick on the Colorado channel. Uh oh, that froze. I didn't even get it. Looks like you got bad. Oh, yeah, he was saying he was saying that uh, you can check out their show on the Fail Army channel uh, Tuesdays at ten o'clock. Fridays. Fridays ten o'clock. Sorry, Fridays ten o'clock. All right. I don't know if it's just me, but your video feed looks like it's kind of slow right now. So hopefully we can get you in some better service. Yeah, it's it's looking really all right on my end for some reason. But we're uh yeah we're we're almost right back to this better stuff. But yeah, so we were we were out filming today and. Uh, um, I was actually in Long Beach this morning. I'm just kind of bouncing around and filming and uh, trying to make people laugh as much as possible. So you've been traveling for quite a while now, ever since your video went viral pretty much, the initial one. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. I uh, I go home. I, I'm, I'm on the road kind of 10 to 15 days out of the month. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I wanted to get back to your, before we go into, you know, your viral videos and what you've been doing since then, I want to get into your skating background. Like, how old are you? Yeah. Where are you from? I am 28 years old. I'm from Somerset, Kentucky. Uh, I grew up skating in Kentucky with, uh, like, Brad and Chad Anthony and Stephen Tatt and uh, Roof, Hat, Scott Hatton, Doug Williams. Uh, Brazil was there when I was a, a kid as well. I mean, you know, I've just been uh, in the Kentucky and Tennessee scene for, uh, gosh, 20, 20 years. That's amazing. That's really cool. Did I ever meet you in the past? Uh, there's a yeah, probably whenever I was you know little Grom kid. I was always the little Grom kid with Steven and Brad and Chad. They're all in their their mid to upper thirties, and I'm right. I was the baby. So yeah, you know, I just got, for a long time. Yeah, um, I just, I just uh, luckily got drug along, you know. So how old were you when you started skating? Uh, really, truthfully, aggressive skating probably about 10 11 years old is when i started really taking it heavily seriously uh my mom used to take me to the roller rink there was a my family owned a shoe store in the town that we were at and there was a roller rink right behind the shoe store so they used to take me to that when i was a little kid and my mom taught me how to skate but obviously you know like most of us the tony hawk games was a, a big a big thing in my life so whenever i first got into it i started skateboarding and everyone in the town was skateboarding and then a friend had got a pair of aggressive inline skates and and I tried those on and it just kind of went from there. And then I, you know, I got my first pair and, and never, never turned back. Awesome. So I didn't know you were around for so long because to be honest, I wasn't really familiar with your name until. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most going. people, most people are very surprised by uh, the fact that I've been skating for a long time and, and, and I'm actually a skater. I, I, uh, I lived at Woodward East. From 2013 to 2017, so just under four years, um, and I ran the rollerblade program there, and was with Jimmy Hake and Mike Bennett, and I, I've I've been in the skate game for a long, long time. I just uh... oh, looks like we lost you, Jimbo. Are you still there? It just it just kind of happened. 
All right, Jimbo, I lost you at the point where you said you were uh, at, at Woodward with Jimmy Hake and that for four years. Okay, can you hear me better now? I'm connected yeah, to the Dolphin Wi-Fi. Now. Okay, yeah. so, uh, yeah, so I lived at Woodward East for about four years, and, you know, it was me, Jimmy Hake, Cameron Card, Mike Bennett, Stephen Tatt lived there for a little while too, and that's, that was the first days of uh, the Oak City inline days. So, like, I, me and Long had got together and did, like, the Oak City getaway weekends and the Oak City uh, – Oak City week at camp, and then after that, Long and Cameron. Right after I had left, they they started the What Year Is It event. Okay, which I went to two of those, and they were really fun. Yeah, un unfortunately, I, I did not make it to either one of those. I, I had a falling out with camp and was not. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want to go to camp. It, it is what it is, you know. But it's that was a, a pivotal time in my life. I can't thank everybody who was you know a part of my life at that point enough for getting me to where I am now. You know, if it wasn't for Woodward, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as good at backflips as I am. No, that is awesome. I was wondering, first of all, how you got good at backflips. It well, looks like it, you also did gymnastics probably when you were a kid. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I did. I lost a bet in high school uh, and I had to go to gymnastics my freshman year as a like losing bet in high school. And I loved it. It was the coolest thing. I was already skating, you know, at that point. And whenever I went and was on the trampoline, and I was already fairly acrobatic. You know, I grew up at a, a place with a pool and diving boards and and there's cliffs to jump off of. So I've been flipping since I was a kid, but, you know, doing it on my feet or on on uh, skates was another thing. And I don't know. I just – I loved it. I loved flying. I've always loved to fly. And, and I just uh, had continued doing it never really stopped. That's really cool. I want to say to everybody watching this right now, at the end of this interview – we're going to have a questions at the time. So if you have any questions you want to ask in your interview, you can go ahead and start posting those and we'll go back to them later. Um, now, as far as the video, the video you posted, I'm going to play. So you posted two, one of them got a lot of views, but then you did a second one that got like a crazy amount of views. And it was on Instagram. It got 881,000 views and you got 65,000 followers. And on TikTok, it got 54 million views which is insane. Yeah. And you have 314,000 followers on TikTok. So yes. the initial video, did you make that to become viral or did it just? No, no. So, okay. So uh, anyone who's familiar with Chad Anthony is familiar with the skate company, is familiar with Southern Scum and may be familiar with uh, the fact that unfortunately Chad's wife passed away in December. Okay. So, when that happened, I hadn't been skating a lot. I actually had been rock climbing. I'd been rock climbing very heavily for the past probably three years. And, I mean, I was skating, but just, you know, I hadn't fallen out of love with it. There just wasn't anyone in my town really skating. I just – everybody gets in a lull. I was in a lull. Wasn't really skating for, like, two years. Chad's wife passes away. He contacts me, and he's like, you know, come skate with me. So I'm skating with Chad as often as I can. You know, we're, we're – reconnecting through his trauma and I had gone through trauma of losing my father as well. And, and it, it was just a, a great time for all of us that grew up skating together to come back like for Chad to, to, to be there. And, and I don't know, the vibes were just great. Okay. And then I could, I've always been able to backflip. Okay. And that's just always been like my party trick whenever I would go to the skate park. And if we're at a skate park, I'm going to throw a backflip. It's just the thing I, I can do them every, basically 99% of the time I can land the backflip. So I, especially fly out, you know, the way that I do them, they're, they're easy. So 
Uh, I do one, and everyone, you know, freaks out like they normally do. And Chad's like, dude, do it in a line. Do it in a line. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it in a line. So it was it was back foot. And it's on my Instagram somewhere. I, I can find the video. If you really want to find it, you can find it. It was before the original viral video. But I do a backflip and then a Mizu on an outledge. And then I dropped in fakie into this bank. And I did full cab, full cab, Machio full cab on a, a like curb ledge. And I kept fucking up the full cab, Machio full cab. So I did probably like 15 or 20 backflips in a row. And I, I mean, I landed every one of them. I just kept fucking up the full cab, Machio full cab. Just kept That's missing funny. it. Yeah. And uh, so then I finally landed. It's cold. I ripped my shirt off and I did it. I did another flip of my shirt off and Tyson Fury had just beat Deontay Wilder and he had said peak male performance and like grabbed his gut and was like, I'm the fucking champ. So I, I don't know. I, I, I watch fighting and do MMA and stuff. And I, I did the first flip and I said, that's what peak male performance looks like motherfucker. And Chad was like, we got to film it. We got to film. It, we got to film it. And I was like, okay, well, let's, let's film it. So we film it and we post it up that night and it goes on the skate company and it goes on my page. And, at that time, I had maybe 1,400 followers on Instagram, which I had accrued from living at Woodward. Right. And that was that. And it's, I never really, it's social media to me, the only reason I even had social media over the past three years was to keep up with everybody who is watching this podcast right now. The only reason that I've ever had social media was to keep up with rollerblading because that's where it all went. I mean, that's, it is what it is. So, so, uh, he posts the video. About a week goes by, and it got like 300,000 views. And Chad had already had a video that had got a million views on his page. But it got like 300,000 on my page and his page. And we were both like, wow, you know, that's, that's crazy. That's a big number. That's huge. Well, then we're eating lunch with everybody. We're skating at a park in Louisville, Kentucky, like with, with the whole Kentucky skate crew. And we're all watching our phones. And it just starts blowing up on Chad's phone, my phone. Everything's going crazy. And it – at that point it had like 800,000 views and we're all like, what the fuck happened? It bumped like 500 K in half of a day. What, like what went on? So then we get home and all of us were in a group chat, the Kentucky skater boys were in a group chat on Instagram and we're all watching it hit a million that night. And it's like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. So then over the next like two or three days on, and this is on Chad's page on the skate company. Okay. It got 13, it got 13 million on Chad's page. And, we, I, this was on Instagram. This was before I had a TikTok, before anything. So it's on Instagram. It's on Chad's page. It gets 13 million views. His page doubles to 14K in, on Insta, and mine goes to like 7,000. And we're both like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? This is crazy. I mean, I, I was selling trailers at Gator Made Trailers for the past five years. Like, I, that's what I was doing. Every day I just sell my trailers and go home and, and then go skate. And, I mean, that was my life. And – so then I go viral for the first time, and it is a crazy adrenaline rush. If you've ever been viral, you understand it. It's, it's something – it's almost like a drug, and you just want to keep chasing it. You're like, okay, I, I, want, I want this feeling again. I want, I want to make people laugh. Like, I want – that's what I want. So then the whole week, I'm like, all right, Chad, we're going to do this again. We're going to do this again. So I go back to Bowling Green, and I'm, I'm making videos, and I'm trying to come up with content. I'm doing everything that I can to – to, I don't know. I don't even know what I want out of it. I just like knew that I was like, I love the feeling of making people laugh. And it was really cool that 13 million people saw me. And I was like, I'm going to do it again. And then I went to the skate park with the, I had lighter fluid with me. This is the night of the big one. So I had lighter fluid with me and I was trying to make a like back to the future skit where I like do the flip and the flames come up and 
we couldn't get it to work. We couldn't get the lighter fluid to like run up the concrete the way we wanted it to. So then I was like, I was like, what do I do? I want to get a video. I don't know what to do. And Chad's like, cause I, I, I was known as for putting my hands in my pockets and just doing funny airs on quarters and stuff. Just cause I would be like, ah, too easy. Look at this. And Chad was like, dude, put your hands in your pockets and do a backflip. And I was like, fuck. Okay. All right. I'll try it. So I put my hands in my pockets and I got around the first time and I, I fell, but I was like, whoa, this like wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. So then the second one, I threw it, landed it, turned around, said what I said, because I, I knew what I was going to say, because that's the exact quote that Tyson Fury said in, in, in his interview. He said, you might not like it, but this is what the peak male athletic form looks like, and there ain't a fucking thing you can do about it. And I was like, all right, I know that's what I'm going to do, so I did it. And then we posted it that night on Instagram, and it didn't really do much. It didn't do as much as the first one like I thought it would. And I was like, oh, this is a good video. It's funny. And someone at that point was like, make a TikTok. And I was like, okay, I'll make a TikTok. So I make a TikTok and I post the original one that got 13 million views. It got like 200 views. Nothing, nothing happened. So about a week goes by and I, I was like, okay, I'll post this other video. And my girlfriend is in Tahoe in California at the time and I'm in Kentucky. So the time difference is, you know, it, it's late at night. So I post it late at night and I fall asleep and she calls me at four in the morning. She's like, look at your Instagram, look at your Instagram. And I, I look and my Instagram's at like 20,000 followers. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? What, what's going on? So I look at my TikTok and it said 15 million views. And I had like 150,000 followers. And I had started that night at like 200 followers. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, 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 this is not a joke. Anyone watching this, like I swear on my son, I'm literally pissing in my toilet four in the morning when this happened. I opened TikTok, literal penis in hand pissing and dropped the phone in the toilet <laughs> i was like what the hell like dropped the phone in the toilet so i like pull the phone out and i'm like shaking it off and i'm freaking out and i can't believe it and so then i'm awake for probably three days essentially i mean it's the most adrenaline rush thing you can i mean everyone and their mom is contacting me and sending me stuff and Companies are starting to reach out to me and big name people with blue check marks on their Instagrams are, are messaging me and and I'm just very overwhelmed. 90% of it was was positive stuff, but to the 10% negative, I was so new to this and I'm the kind of person that if you're negative to me, like, okay, that's funny, but like, I'm going to tell you I'm going to fuck your mom. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do. If you want to be a hater at a skate park, like, oh, dude, what's the hardest part about rollerblading? Well, dude normally getting your mother's number, but then afterwards, that's the easiest part. And, and that's, that's kind of was like the whole vibe. That was the whole thing. Oh, look who showed up. Hey. Who's that? It's Air Dolphin. That's his car? Yeah, it's Jinko, dude. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's the best. It's the dopest thing ever, isn't it? Jinko car. Yeah, that dude. Is, that is outrageous. <laughs> yeah, the Jinko car is amazing, dude. So yeah, I'm gonna so, clip real quick. So if, I'm sure most people have seen it, but let's just watch it real quick. Yeah. And there you go. You might not like it, but this is what the peak male athletic form looks like, and there ain't a fucking thing you can do about it. <laughs> and how do you feel when you watch that? And still, after you, I'm sure you watched it a million times. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure at least. Yeah, I'm. I. Every time I see it, I laugh, and it's funny, like, looking at the difference of myself now and, and that 
guy that that happened to. Um, I, I don't know. It uh, It's still a super surreal feeling. This is all still so new to me. That happened on May 11th. Are you still selling trailers? No, I, I do this full time. So you do this full time. So tell me, how has your life changed in the since uh, So I, to everyone wondering this, I did not make millions of dollars off of TikTok and I don't make any money off of TikTok. They demonetized me immediately before that video happened. So that being said, I haven't made life-changing money by any means. I've made life-changing opportunity. I wasn't super happy doing what I was doing. And this has given me an avenue to make enough money to get by and to travel. And I, I mean, I'm in California right now with my son and his mother and we're, we're traveling around the country. I mean, I'm getting to show him things that I never got to see when I was his age. And, and I don't know, it's a, it's a really surreal feeling to be in the position that I'm in now and doing what I'm doing, but it feels right. It feels, it feels like at home. And I definitely think this is what I should be doing. So what are you doing exactly? I know, you know, I've seen you, you went on Braille skateboarding, you've done some things with pro skateboarders, you did some stuff with Carlino. You were the, the host of the official Blading Cup Instagram. Yep. And you've yep. been hanging out with the John Julio and the Demskates people. That's like a, the, the, some of the things I've seen. Like what's, what have you been doing all this, you know? Yeah. So last night I was on uh, Skinny Vinny and Zach Ass's podcast, What the Fudge. You can catch that on What the Fudge TV every Thursday when that comes out. Um, I've been with Garrett Jenner. I was on David Dobrik. I was on a TV show called Shithole, which is full sin MTV Jesse's TV show. Um, I, to tell you the truth, Jan, what I'm doing right now is I don't make a ton of money off of views, obviously, that I know I'm not a YouTube guy. I, uh, I've been contacted by a few different companies whose products I actually have tested and I do actually enjoy. And I'm in the, the middle of making uh, advertisements for those companies. Essentially, right now, I am a billboard and I will gladly take on new sponsors and do things, but by no means am I a sellout. I don't want to, I don't want to stand for a product that I don't actually use myself or, or, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I got, I skated them skates before this all happened. I by no way, shape or form on the them skates team, but I got contacted by basically every rollerblade company after the viral video. And I told all of them, you know, I'm sorry. No, I, I've, love rollerblading. I love the industry, but I, I, I'm a them skate skater through and through. So that being said, the money doesn't mean anything to me. None of the products mean anything to me. It's more about, about growing skating and being that face in mainstream media and making people laugh, man. Like I just, skating has been such a pivotal part in my life. And that's all I cared about at Woodward while I was there was give those kids the best experience of their life and show them that skating or action sports or whatever it is, is a great outlet for you because inevitably you're going to go through some sort of trauma in your life. And that will be the outlet that helps you through that. I mean, you know, skating kept me off of drugs. Skating kept me from being six feet in the ground. I, I know a lot of different people that have that same story. And I really just want to see it prosper. And if, if me doing goofy giggly shit on Instagram gets people to, to take notice and look at skating and go, oh man, I, I remember rollerblading. Like, let me look that up. And then they get to see people like CJ Wellsmore or Diaco Diaby or, 
or Billy O'Neill or fucking Broscow or any of these people who deserve the recognition and the views and the eyes that I'm getting, but they're not getting it because they're not doing the, the goofy, funny stuff that it takes for the regular world to watch. Right. Now, with the videos you've done since your initial one, have any other ones gone viral? I didn't look through how many yeah, views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I, a lot. It depends on what you call viral and what you want to say is viral. I've had a few that have got over a, a few million views. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I would say at least 15 of the videos that I've made so far are over 500K views. And I would say probably seven of them are over a million. And every one of them that's over a million is is – 1.5 up to about five um so i mean it's you know it's a it's a constant grind just try to be as funny as possible and i mean it's i, I don't want to make gimmicky stuff and i don't want to dance and do tiktok trends and right any of that any of that stuff i just i truly feel that i have a knack at making people laugh and that's what i want to do i want to make people laugh i want to i want to be a comedian i want to be funny and i mean i love skating but I'm not going to be the best pro in the world. I'm never going to be that guy. I'm never going to hard spin topsoil a rail. I'm never going to true acid, full cap, true acid. I'm not John. Uh, I'm not John Fromm. I'm just not, I, I, I'm not going to be that guy. And I, I never have been that guy, but what I can be for rollerblading is a, a figurehead, a person who is a part of the industry that will literally do anything to make this sport succeed. That's, that's really awesome. That's really cool to hear that. And I do think it's positive what you're doing. Um, you know, a lot of people see that, see what you do, and it's definitely, I think, draws them into skating. Now, have you had, you said, mentioned that like 10% of, you know, the comments you had initially were kind of negative. I'm assuming that's from outside of rollerblading people. Have I, honestly, if I'm being straight up, I would <laughs> say that most of it came from rollerblading. Most of it came from rollerblading. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot out to the, the majority of the hate on my size was was from random people. But like the, the hate that really meant something to me was the stuff that came from other rollerbladers. That's because you, you can call me fat. You can call me anything you want. But when you start hating on me for doing something that I love and you're doing the exact same thing, it's like, dude, Come on, man. It's almost like getting hated on at the skate park for waxing a ledge. Like, like, right. come the fuck on, dude. We're all here to do the same thing. Like, why, what's the point of, of hating anybody for anything that they do? Like, uh, what is the point of it? To the extent. Oh, for sure. For sure. Which is totally fine. I just, I hate, I've always hated that attitude that a lot of rollerbladers have that's, I'm too cool for school. Watch how good my top acid is. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about how good you are at skating. Nobody cares about any of that. Nobody cares about how cool your pants are. Nobody cares about how cool your shirt is. Nobody gives a flying fuck. What we care about is pushing our sport in a solid, positive light and being inviting. And the thing that I heard the most from the quad girls at, because I was interviewing a lot of people on drug receipts. If you go to drug receipts, Instagram, you can find a lot of those uh, interviews. A lot of the quad girls, when I would say, what was your favorite part? Of, of this and what was your least favorite part of it you know they were like everyone was like oh it's so awesome to be a part of the rollerblading scene but then the big negative was like nobody is inviting not one person is really truthfully inviting and like oh come be a part because when you're around the quad girls they're so inviting to everybody on the outside world 
if you get around a group of rollerbladers, they're too cool for school and they've got their, you know, they, oh, look at how cool I am. I got my Bobby Spasov hands on. Like, dude, it, it that's so stupid. And then when there's, I've seen a lot of rollerbladers hating on scooter kids. I've seen a lot of rollerbladers. It, there's, there's no point for any hatred in a skate park. We're all there. It's a kid's toy. Right. At the end of the day, it is a kid's toy. And the only way we go forward is we have more kids involved. And you think a kid wants to be a rollerblader when you're like, oh, dude, look how cool I am. No, they don't. They don't want to be, they don't want to be you. They want to be that skateboarder that's like, yeah, dude, here, look, let me show you how to kickflip. Here's my skateboard. I'm going to say that attitude you're describing, I feel like it's not as bad as it was, say, in the 2000s. Where it was really bad. Um, oh, no, yeah, but, not, not at all. Planning Cup to me seemed like, the most chill event I've been to in a really long time as far as people being open. And I'm sure, obviously, everybody wasn't because you said the quad girl said some things. But I still feel like you know, most of the people who really suck kind of left a while ago, fortunately. That's true. That's true. Um, and I, a lot of it was the pros. Yeah. A lot of it was the pros. It wasn't even, it wasn't even like the normal people. Because I'll say this right now. The best event that I have been to, period. Across the board, which I've never been to any of the blade can none, none of the stuff in Europe. I've never been to any of the stuff in Europe. But the best thing that I have been to so far um, has been the meetups, the first Sunday meetups that One Trick a Day does, that Rashard Johnson does. There are kids involved there. Everyone is so happy to be there. There's none of that attitude. It doesn't matter what brand of skate you're skating. It doesn't matter anything. Everyone's just super excited to be there and to skate. And it is the best vibe. Of, I hope so bad that Rashard is watching this right now because this is a real thing. Like, I, I really, really care about what those guys are doing. Demetrius, Rashard, Mike, all of them. And they, they care about rollerblading, and you can tell. Yeah. And, I mean, you can you can tell that people like Matias care and John Julio care and, and all of those dudes care. And, I mean, there is a time and a place for everything. And, and even the too cool for school attitude, there's a time and a place for that as well. You know, there there is a part of that. But don't hate on the people – that are trying to grow the sport because just going out and filming street edits is not going to grow rollerblading and making your VOD. That's $5 on Vimeo is not going to grow rollerblading. None of that is going to grow rollerblading. What grows rollerblading is me being goofy and doing a backflip and 50 million people going, Oh, look at that fat guy. Let's go look at other rollerbladers. I will say when anytime a rollerblader goes viral, I always get my non rollerblading friends send me the video so from your video i probably had 15 non-rollblading friends be like check this out dude <laughs> you you you're, you're gonna love this I, so i'm from a really small town in kentucky okay there was like 150 people in my high school so uh i probably got four i would say four maybe five people that i went to high school with that just knew that i was the only rollerblader they ever knew you know and they they would they sent it to me and was like look this guy looks like you and he rollerblades and it was me. That's really funny. Yeah. yeah I, I, every one of them that sent me that, I was like, wow, dude, that's crazy. That guy does look like me. Whoa. My girlfriend is actually actually grew up in Kentucky. I'm not sure what town. but That's really cool. Her family's from Kentucky. so That's really cool. Got a little bit of association with Kentucky there. Now, I, I want to get to your name, Air Manatee. How did that come about? I know we got Air Dolphin. <laughs> Is it related to that, or did you? <laughs> it's to it's totally related to Dolphin. Totally related to Dolphin. So I was I was King Fontaine, and I have been King Fontaine on Instagram from the time that I made Instagram. 
because I opened my middle name is Fontaine, and uh, I opened Instagram and King James was was LeBron, so I made King Fontaine. It was that forever, and I didn't even change it whenever the the Instagram first happened. But I made a TikTok, and King Fontaine was wasn't an option. And I don't know. I just was like looking for a name to pick, and I was like, who do I know that makes TikToks? And I was like, oh, Air Dolphin. And I was like, damn, because I actually didn't know Dolphin personally at the time. But if you're a rollerblader and you've been rollerblading for the past decade, you know who Air Dolphin is, you know. And, uh, I mean, I can remember Dolphin back in Boston with the orb hands and the all-white jumpsuit. Jump There he is right there. I'm talking about you jumping off of those roofs in the all-white suit. So so that's where the name came from was that I was a fan of, of Dolphins. And I was like, okay, I'm a rollerblader and he's a Dolphin. And – my friends, I have a group of friends that I went to high school with that we go to Florida every year, and I'm the chubby one in the group. And they, a friend of mine got a manatee, like a stuffed manatee for his daughter, and his daughter named it Jimbo. So it was like the ongoing joke that I was like the manatee. So if we were like on a boat and there was a sign for manatees, you know, they'd be like, oh, look at your cousins. <laughs> so I don't know. It just, I was like air dolphin and I was all oh, air manatee. Like that's really funny. So I, I don't know. It just, I made it and it, it just stuck. And now I am forever air manatee. And you're staying with air manatee right now. Or you just oh have- yeah. I, I mean, I'm Jimbo. I am Jimbo Hawkins and I will forever be Jimbo Hawkins. I'm sorry. Right. I didn't mean no, that. No, no, no. I say you're stay. Are you staying at uh, air dolphin's house? Oh yeah, I, when I come to California, most of the time I stay with Air Dolphin. Uh, we, I'm going actually to Utah tonight to meet up with Lake Shepman. So, oh, cool. I'm just kind of bouncing, you know. So, how did you meet or start linking up with Air Dolphin? And I know you guys have been doing a bunch of videos together. He's gotten you in Jinkos. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chad, Chad Anthony, Chad Anthony, and the Skate Company was the link to Air Dolphin. He was friends with Air Dolphin like close enough friends that they talked on the phone fairly regularly. And when I first went viral, because Chad, Chad was with me and has always been a part of this. And it is like the guy who filmed most of the viral stuff that I've done, which dolphin has done dolphin filmed most of it in California. If I'm in Kentucky, I'm with Chad most of the time. So Chad just linked me with dolphin because there was a lot of companies contacting me and people and stuff that I I had never seen before or, or known how to navigate. So Dolphin was like my liaison through that entire part of it, which was, you know, like how to respond to these companies and, and like who who do I even believe and who do I talk to and and should I sell the rights to the videos and should I do this and should I do that? And because he, he's been viral and he had been doing this for a while. And and, and I don't know. I mean, he just was like a, a saving grace. And then we finally linked up. I came to California, stayed at Dolphin's house and. I mean, it was immediate, like one of my best friends, and he'll forever be one of my best friends. It's like my brother. That's really cool. And Dolph and I met at Blading Cup, too, which I don't think I'd met before that. I know he's from Boston originally, and I live above Boston now, but he was gone before I came out here. Um, yeah. He... Do you have any sponsors right now? I mean, yes and no. It, uh, I... I will say Richard Johnson put me on one trick a day wheels. So I, I've got one trick a day wheels that I rock. Uh, John Julio has sent me skates. I, I skate them skates, but I, I to say I'm a sponsored skater, I want to pay for 
the stuff that I get because I understand that our industry is small and I've been a small business owner and I know what it is to 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 not have support and not have your friends support you know and and I I, I know that companies like Igloo the cooler company like they paid me for a video and I've, I've had jib jab pay me for a video and i've got a couple of other companies right now that i'm working with that have paid me for videos and i know that those big companies will pay me and the bigger that i grow those numbers will get larger and as as no rollerblading company can ever pay me what igloo coolers offered me for one backflip there's no there's no way possible and i, I wouldn't even ask for that I, I don't feel that i'm a professional rollerblader i don't feel that i deserve my name on a skate i don't feel that i deserve my name on a on a wheel or any of that because it's not really what i'm trying to be i i more or less want to be the voice and of skating i want to be the guy that that you know that just talks i mean i'm here to skate i want to skate with everybody and do everything but i, I want to be a positive figure and do anything that i can to be funny to bring a, a solid positive light towards skating awesome but so so to answer your question not really do i have like a real sponsor do you have any plans to go beyond instagram and tiktok like oh one one hundred percent i am uh i am in the middle of i own a 50 acre farm in kentucky i'm in the middle of building a compound right now and uh hopefully that instagram and all of that project will be open to the public and viewable on youtube and all of social media platforms within the next four months. Oh, wow. So you have to stop traveling, go back and uh, do some work, huh? Well, hopefully Jimmy Haig can knock out a lot of it. <laughs> Is Jimmy <laughs> out there right now? He's not out there right now, but he's coming. Cool. That's really awesome. I saw Jimmy, I think Jimmy and Cameron and Hunter Grimm are doing some sort of store up there by Woodward now. Yeah, yeah, they were working. Uh, Jimmy opened up a skate shop in the town that's right next to Woodward. Mm -hmm. So he's got, you know, his rad wheel skate shop up there. And uh, I haven't got up north to see it just yet, but uh, hopefully I'll be up there soon. Now, it seems like, uh, I mean, it's cool to open a shop. It seems like a, a random town to open one because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It does seem like a super random spot to open one. Uh, Jimmy lives there. And, I mean, it is it is a good spot for what it is i mean woodward's right there in the town they have no place to get any kind of anything you even in in state college which is outside of woodward i, I don't even know that there's like a real skate shop there which is kind of crazy when you think about it woodward is you know the largest training skate facility in the world and they don't have like a real working skate shop anywhere near or even a real pu public park yeah i mean uh I've never seen anything. I mean, I know there's a scene in like Harrisburg. That's not too, how far is that from there? Like two hours? Yeah, something like that. Um, now, I know you've been skating with a lot of like really good bladers out in California and you know, NorCal and stuff. Like, have, how's your skating? Has your skating progressed? Have you learned new tricks? I would say that my skating's got back. So when I, I left Woodward, Woodward was like the biggest progression for me. Um, I did me, Cameron and Jimmy were the start. Well, I would say Cameron and Jimmy were the start of 30 days of blade whenever that first came around. And, uh, so when that happened, if you go back in my Instagram and those old videos, you can really see a huge progression in myself in camp there. I, I feel a lot more solid now that I've been skating more regularly than I was while I was rock climbing. But to say that I've really progressed, no, 
I mean, everybody's taking a break for a few months and jump back on and learn a new trick that they couldn't do before. So, I mean, that's happened, but nothing, nothing gigantic. What's the last new trick you learned? Yeah. Uh, I did an alley-oop top horn on a, on a uh, quarter pipe that I had not, man, I hadn't done an alley-oop top horn in a long, long, long time. Cool. And what's your, I mean, obviously you're known for your backflips, but what's your favorite trick to do? Oh, dude, the sweat stance, 100%, 100%, all day, all day, every day, man. If I, if you go, if we go to a handrail, the first thing I'm going to do is sweat stance. That's, that's what it's going to be. That's awesome. I love that. And yeah, I, know I got weird safeties. When you were up in Northern California recently, you were up there with Braille skateboarding, which is a mm-hmm. big YouTube channel. And they have bladers on there occasionally. How did you get involved with that? What was that experience like? I know you guys, they were up there doing that epic grind shoes as well with Montre. And you were filming. Man. I saw you down the stairs with the, with the 360 camera. <laughs> yeah. So Dolphin and Montre. So where I stay with Dolphin, he obviously is known as the grind shoe guy. You know, I mean, he's incredible on epic shoes, grind shoes. He leaves whatever you want to put Dolphin on. He's incredible. It skates all of it. So, uh, he had been getting me into epics. I had never, I never even tried soap shoes when I was a kid because I just never had a pair. I never, I may have tried on a pair at a skate park one time, but I can't even remember a time. So I got epic grind shoes from dolphin and was just learning in the driveway. And I just really liked it. And, uh, Matias and, uh, Ollie had been talking to dolphin about going to Braille. And I was staying with Dolphin at that time. And I was like, dude, I want to go to Braille. Let's, I'll just go with you. Can I just go, you know? And uh, he hit up Matias and was like, hey, Jimbo wants to go. Like, Is that cool? And Matias was like, oh, well, can we you know, send him some some product and go? And I was like, all right, cool. So I, I, I luckily got to go on the Epic Grind Shoe deal. And then Gabe Cruz and the guys from Braille, whenever we got there, Air Dolphin introduced himself as Air Dolphin. I did not introduce myself as Air Manatee. I introduced himself as Jimbo. He had no clue who I was. And we were hanging out and grind shoeing. And I think they were, like, confused, like, because I'm not a great grind shoer, you know? I mean, I'm don't get me wrong. I'll jump on handrail. But, like, I'm not Montre or Dolphin. By any, I, can't, I can't even do, like, a real Royale on them, man. And uh, I think they were like, why is this guy here? Like, what is what is he doing? And uh, I was airdropping a clip to Gabe, and he saw Air Manatee on my phone because my phone's name is Air Manatee. And he was like, "What the fuck? Who is Air Manatee?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm Air Manatee, dude." And he was like, "Why? Are, why what is that?" And I was like, "Well, have you seen the guy with his hands in his pockets doing a backflip?" And dude, when I tell you, he lit up like eyes. Like, <gasps> it went to like a whole different person, and he was like wow what and he literally his exact words he was like dude we got a celebrity in here and i was like celebrity you guys are celebrity what are you talking about like what so then then it, it was like okay they get why i'm here now they're like oh he's just the backflip guy and then they were like well you got to come back and you got a rollerblade and you got to take your shirt off and you got to do the backflip and i was like okay okay whatever anybody wants me to do i'm here to here to be goofy <laughs> and honestly that was the coolest one of the coolest experiences i've got to do Montre and Dolphin absolutely murdered that part in the grind shoes and on the skates. Totally destroyed it. I feel like I skated pretty well. I did tricks that I normally don't do. Me and Montre were vibing off each other. We went to that big handrail at UC Berkeley. That was awesome to get him to see him do that. It was uh, it was a great experience. The guys from Braille, I like 
just want to thank them again, even though I hope they see this, but like it was it was the coolest experience. They were great people. I really cannot wait to go back. That's really rad. I'll try to link that video in the description below. In the description below, I'm also going to have links to your TikTok and your Instagram. And I don't know if there's anything else you want me to link to. I think, uh, I think that's really, yeah, that's really all I got as of right now. I've, uh, I do, I do have a lot of things coming, a lot of stuff happening. Um, myself and Nicholas Stahl, he is uh, the designer of a lot of the stuff that a lot of you are wearing now. If you don't know who that is, he is the guy, the man behind dead him and AJ. So he is my partner in peak performance goods. We have a full line coming out here shortly. That is the, the full brand of, of myself and everything that I want to do, because hopefully the goal with my compound in my house is to be that YouTube channel that is like Braille or like Thrasher or the barracks, but for the obscure sports, for us, for scootering, for BMX, for, for everything. Cause I want to be very inclusive of everyone. I mean, I, I got to link with Garrett Jenner. I got to link with Braille. I've been with a lot of big name skateboard guys. And we've been closing the gaps and, you know, really bridging these gaps. And, and, and I really want to bring all these sports together because at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. We're all here to do the same thing. And we're all going to only grow in a positive light for this because eventually rollerblading will be in the Olympics. Skateboarding is in the Olympics. BMX is in the Olympics. Scootering will be there. All of these sports will be there and, and we'll get the same attention that the rest of the world is giving to these other sports because it will be taken seriously. And Garrett Jenner is someone, he has a backyard ramp that you visited. He had a little yeah, yeah. that you jumped on. And I know there was some negative comments on his Instagram where he was kind of defending rollerblading and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. He immediate it. When I tell you it was immediate, we posted that yawn and within, within five minutes he had, 10 people in his dms like, i can't believe you would blah 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 blah, and that's that's the thing man and this is for anybody out there listening to this or or if you're good at what you do and you're on the professional level or you're taking it seriously or even if you're if you don't think you're good at what you do if you're if you're just out there doing it it's enjoyable for anybody to watch like what what does it matter that that he's a skateboarder and i was on his channel what does it matter that if i I have a, a a whole rollerblade event that we have skateboarders there. What is what does any of that matter? Like everyone just cares so so much. Like it's gonna ruin their lives or ruin their time or their experience with skating. Like no, it's not. No, no, it is not. And plus, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm 260 pounds. If anyone's seen me in person. I'm I'm not like a scary guy, but I'm an intimidating guy. There's not a lot of people that's gonna just come up to me and try to talk shit for no reason, you know. And, and most of those people, they sit behind a, a computer and they'll never come out into life, you know. That you'll never see any of that in person. And to the person that eventually does step to me and has something to say, all right, dude, we'll throw hands, and that'll be the end of it. And I think it's pretty rare for anyone to actually say anything to you in person these days. Everybody's kind of a pussy, like that you said, keyboard. Oh. Pussy, I have really mean what they say, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, dude. They, uh, I mean, you know, most of the time the comments are like, "Oh yeah, you're fat, you could get diabetes," and I'm like, "Thanks, dude. That's a really insightful 
insightful thing that you got there. I'm really glad to know that, you know, you, you care about my health. Now, it's ridiculous. People just suck. Yeah, they really do. And I think, uh, you know, it's with everything. Like, everything has a lot of people that suck. And there's very few people that are actually cool. Every sport, every... Yeah, yeah, all of them. Um, now, as far as ah. YouTubers and TikTokers and social media people, is anyone's, like, who inspire you, but you admire, that you follow, or are you just kind of going on it on your own? I mean, I'm definitely kind of going on it on my own. Actually, the, a person that I really, really love, and I would say a lot of people who are watching this probably follow him, there's a guy named Bob Reese. Bob Reese Cookie Monster, if you've ever seen him on Instagram. He's a guy who parkours, who also is on Epic Grind Shoes, but also has a pair of rollerblades and can rollerblade. I really love what that guy does. I love the positivity that he brings to everything. Um, in the skating world, though, if I had to say who I'm – like really hyped on that's that's doing stuff ricardo i, I gotta say ricardo I, I i really think he brings a super positive light i like ricardo as a person he's he's mm -hmm. a lot we're very similar you know he he gets a lot of hate from the rollerblade industry the same you know bs that any of us are gonna get and it doesn't even really matter but it's you want if you're a figurehead in anything in any sport or whatever it is, you know, you want the respect and recognition from the people that you're doing it for, because if this was, this isn't for me, I don't make a ton of money. If I was doing this for me, me and my son would live in a school bus outside of Woodward and I would never have social media. Right. But I feel, I feel like I've been put in a position to not only change my life and his life and our family's life, but to be able to do a lot of positive impact for skating and for hopefully Hopefully, somebody saw my video, bought a pair of skates, started skating, they go through a trauma, and instead of shooting themselves, they decide to rollerblade. And that if that is all that ever comes from this, that is enough. Yeah, that would be a beautiful thing for sure. I want to say uh, some of the comments here. One, that's kind of relevant. One way to grow this sport is by clicking like on every blade podcast video, like this one for YouTube algorithm. <laughs> All right, I I like this podcast. So make sure and hit that like button if you like this video. If you enjoy what Jimbo has to say about his life, this is a very interesting podcast. I'm really having a good time talking to you. And make sure and subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. And like I said, I have links to Jimbo's TikTok and Instagram in the description below, as well as all of my social media. So you can check all that out. Now, I want to ask you, your son, you said your son travels with you does your son skate he has a pair of skates and does not really love it right now he has a strider bike he's he's four he'll be five in february it's so he young. yeah he wants to skate but if we go to a skate park and i put on skates he more wants me to carry him around while i'm skating than him actually skating that's funny and how's your family and your kid and your kid's mom how have they all reacted to you going viral it, they, everyone was surprised and shocked and, you know, as dumbfounded by the whole ordeal as I am. Um, I mean, when you go viral like this, you kind of become a household name. Like, not that my name is household by any means, but, I mean, by the end of the day, across the whole platform, it had 530 million views on everybody's channels combined, which is, I mean, that's, 
200 million more people than the whole U.S. That's a lot of eyes. And I mean, I've been recognized places by people. And that's that's the craziest thing. That's the craziest feeling when when people come up to you and, and have something to say, you know, have something to say. And most of I wouldn't say most of the time, every single person who has ever come up to me has been a super, super positive thing. And it has been great. That's right. Now, in all your years of blading, is there anywhere you've wanted to skate you've never been able to go to that you might now actually make it to? Yeah, Area 51, but it's closed now, isn't it? Didn't they close it? Did I see that? What did they? No, which one Which one closed? I want to make it to Europe. I want to get the Winter Clash. I'm going to get the Winter Clash. I want to get Area 51 to... didn't close, I don't believe. I think they just rebuilt it. Which one? Which one closed? One of the one of the big ones in Europe just closed. I can't remember. They may be closed. I'm not sure. Maybe it was the one. It was the one in the UK that that, that dude Charlie Hastings rides at. Mm, yeah, but that, that other. Yeah, the other flip guy. And, yeah. Uh, and that and that scooter kid Jordan Clark. He's always. Okay, yeah, yeah. Remember. I don't remember the name of the park, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, you should definitely got to Winter Clash because that's an amazing event. I think it's pretty. You know, one thing you always hear. When you go to skate park and there's always a random kid says, do a backflip. So you're the guy to be with anytime anybody says that. Oh, dude, it's my favorite. Honestly, like, I, I'll, I will say this out loud and in all fairness and honesty in this podcast, that's my favorite question. It's my favorite thing anyone ever says. Everyone's like, I hate it when you don't ask me to do a backflip. I'm like, no, dude, ask for the backflip, bitch. See what happens because they all say everybody says it under their breath like oh do back because they're like oh you won't do it and then you do and they're like oh fuck what oh, yeah. what no way so the no hands backflips that you do they look really dangerous have you had any bad falls doing those or just the backflips in general or any of the, i know you've had some falls on your instagram have you gotten hurt pretty bad since you've been skating more again I not i mean my wrist is broke right now but isn't everybody who rollerblades wrists broke I mean, so my wrist is not good, but it's not. Yeah, good. I don't. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure that it's broke, but it feels fairly broke. I think the little that scapoid thing. I think that's messed up in there right now. Um, no, I haven't had anything too bad. I, when I was at Braille, you couldn't tell at all, but I was in the most pain I had been in in like a long, long time. My leg, something was going on with my hip, and I had really destroyed my hip at uh we had stopped at wood west and i destroyed my hip out there so i don't know what had happened but to answer the question no i haven't really had anything too terrible i'm uh anyone who has ever skated with me before on for a long period of time who's who's skated with me more than once knows that i i'm really good at three things i'm good at backflipping good at sweat stance and eating shit i eat shit better than most people I think it's because I'm heavy and I just kind of bounce. I don't, I, I don't really know why, but I mean, I, I just that's bounce and I get right back in. I've recently eaten some serious shit too, and it's definitely – I'm a lot older than you, so it's, it gets a lot less fun the older you get as well. Yeah, it's it, uh, my body's just now really starting to tell me that I'm getting <laughs> And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of people doing YouTube now, and there's some – doing your route of TikTok and Instagram, like you, Aaron Dolphin. And then, and then there's Aaron Damon as well. Mm -hmm. Have you seen 
skated with him at all since you've been out there? Yeah, yeah. I have. Damon and I have not linked to do like a full collab video just yet. Uh, I met Damon for the first time at Blade Cup. I gotta say, I really love Eric Damon. I like his energy. I like his style. I like I like what Damon does. Um, we we were on the phone probably a week ago. I have plans to get with Damon. He just lives in Tehachapi, which is two hours north of here, and it's it's just hard to to make it to all the people and get that far north. So as soon as as soon as Damon and I are in the same area for more than five minutes and have the time, for sure, there's gonna be a, a dolphin or a manatee, a dolphin, and a Damon collab. I'm sure. Well, if you get to Tehachapi, I mean, that's where Woodward West is, so. Yeah, but I'm saying, man, getting into Woodward's a lot harder than it used to be. Getting them to, like, open it, because they're a, they're a big uh, corporation now, so just getting in there is a pain. That yeah, was definitely a lot easier when Richie was back there at Woodward West. For sure, for sure. And what's your, like, do you have, a like, a favorite platform right now for social media? Oh, Instagram by far Instagram. I really don't like TikTok like in any way shape or form. I hate TikTok. It they are uh they, it, they like throttle people for no reason and it's it, like a lot of really stupid stuff. Uh but Instagram you can kind of post really whatever you want and I'm not going to do anything too crazy. I would never say anything to get canceled. I'm a pretty straightforward kind of guy. I I I'm, totally cool with anybody's opinion on anything you know and but but it, it feels crazy when you're being censored by china you're like dude what like why are you censoring me i'm just a chubby guy on rollerblades like trying to make people giggle dude like what what am i doing so wrong you know is it because of the cussing or is it because of the just the danger no it's the, it's the skating it's the skating they call it dangerous acts okay. and they don't want to promote dangerous acts wow that's uh yeah that sucks i don't i've never really gotten into tiktok at all the only time i ever get on there is if i have to research some skater doing something on tiktok yeah, yeah. there's a lot of skaters on tiktok not necessarily aggressive skaters but like you know slalom skaters and like just i noticed you know, i noticed right after i've noticed right after my video came out there was a huge uptick of of people getting on tiktok uh, skaters specifically, like I've seen a lot more aggressive skating being posted to Instagram and TikTok. Okay, I know. I mean, Instagram. I don't know if you're part of it if, now, but Instagram is doing monetizing now on Reels. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm on. It's called Reels Bonuses or Reels yeah. Play. I'm on that, but it's it's not like great money by any means, unless you yeah, I know you unless have. You to, have you get, 12 million views you get twelve hundred dollars wow okay i didn't i didn't know it was it was like that but yeah yeah, yeah it is it's 12 million views twelve hundred dollars um i'm on it with the big wheel blading it's oh, okay okay um i managed to get one million views on it just this with a ton of reels <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta do it you got 150 reels, reels you could do it with I I got lucky. I'll tell, I'll tell this straight out. I got lucky a month ago, and I did, I think, like 8 million views in – because mine's a little bit different than Big Wheel Blading's is. Because uh, they go off they go off of, like, how many views you have in total, and then there's, like, an algorithm to it. So that, like, I – and they'll pay me up to 350 million views. Like, okay. if I get 350 million views, they stop paying me. But the, the uh, number, if you hit that, it's 40,000. Okay. Um, which is – 
ridiculous. Obviously right. never going to hit that. I, I made like $600 and was like, wow, $600 on take on Instagram. This is sick. But to travel and to do all the stuff, I mean, I probably spent like 4,000. Well, at least you have some more v- options now to bring in a little bit of money. Cause a little bit of money, oh, for sure. there, you know, for is sure, nice. for sure. I mean, it's the you know, same thing with YouTube. You know, people yeah, think yeah, for sure. YouTube. You know, I spend a lot of time doing these shows, doing editing, and paying for the software we're on right now, and all sorts of stuff. And I average like seventy-five dollars a month. So, you know, it's like yeah, no, I know, I know you because know, I, I love it, just like you love blading. Um, so, you know, saying that, if you do like this channel and you want to support it, I do have a Patreon page, which is the only way I can make a little bit of money. And I have a link there; it's in the description below. And do you have? You don't have a Patreon or anything like that? No, nothing yet. I'm definitely interested in. Oh, I also have merch. I have the cup of me on it. The, the cup is sick, dude. That cartoon is sick. Who did that? Um, Adam N- Manoa from Utah. He lives in Salt sick. Lake City. And I have some merch and all that stuff on the website. Um, but I'm really interested to see what your brand comes up with. And when that launches, maybe we can do another follow up story on it. Um, sure, for sure. And help promote a little bit. Yeah, okay. because uh, there's actually, I want to plug something a little shamelessly. Uh, we are working on a tour to start directly after Blade Cup. It will be, if anybody watching this remembers Shred Till You're Dead tours, those mm-hmm. were two of my favorite videos that ever came out. I loved the series, I loved how they did that. And I am trying to recreate my own version of that. Michael Weitzman is coming and so is Montre. I believe Coda Holtz will probably be involved in this as well. Um, there's a, a couple more spots open. I've, I've got the invitation out to a few more people and uh, hopefully we're, we're able to come up with, you know, one of the funnest rollerblading pieces of content that's happened in the past decade. Yeah, that sounds really amazing. Those videos were really cool in that concept and the lineup you've mentioned is pretty rad. Uh, some different different people from some of those other videos. I maybe next year it's coming up too soon now for you to plan it, but I do an event every year called the Vermont Bladen Camp, and that's five days and four nights of camping and skating in Vermont, two skate parks a day, road trip around, swimming holes, good turnout, really fun. Dude, I definitely need to get to Vermont. I want to. Uh, I'm coming to ski for sure. I'm definitely getting to Killington this year. Well, if you come up to Vermont, I live ten minutes from Burke Mountain door to door and right by jay peak so sick hell yeah yeah and you, you ski as well don't you i ski uh, yeah and i have car. this is winter for burke mountain i have three of them so if you want to come down or up hell yeah 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 skiing. i'll definitely i'll definitely be up that way um so yeah definitely vermont skate for skiing there's also a new event happening it's like blading cup it's the montreal cup which is happening in august it's august 12th through 14th i believe and that's a blading and quad three-day event happening in Montreal this year. So that's going to be pretty fun. And if you live in the area near Vermont, the Vermont trip's happening July 21st through 25th here in Vermont. You can check out uh, the Vermont Bladen Camp on Instagram. I'll put a link to that description below. Now I have a few more questions for you before we start doing a question and answer. So if you have questions for Jimbo, Air Manatee, in the, go ahead and post them in the live chat and we will cover those shortly. Are you doing good on time, Jimbo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, now, okay. Going viral and 
a lot of it's kind of a one-off, you know, kind of mentioned, but you're doing well with it. You've continued bringing people in. Is it, what's your view on it being more of a fad that might disappear as fast as it came? Or do you think it's something that has longevity? You mean my virality? Your your air manacy persona. I believe that this is 100% totally just the beginning. I, I have a lot more tricks up my sleeve than just a backflip on rollerblades. Um, I, I am transitioning into the comedy side of doing things and really focusing on skits and being a part of, of other YouTubers that, that aren't a sport per se. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be on YouTube and on Instagram and on social media, just known as like, okay, this guy only rollerblades and backflips. Like the, I, I do a lot more than just that. Like from what I'm able to produce and what I'm able to, to grow and do, I want to be able to, to help skating and, and reinvest and do things there. But, but my main focus is not rollerblading. My main focus is comedy and, and be to, to just grow, to just go and collab and do. And, and I mean, there's, there's so, so much more to come. I don't, I think, I think if I just sat at home and kept doing the same videos at the same skate park, the same bullshit over and over and over and over. But I, I don't, I'm always on the move. I'm always doing something. I'm always trying to be creative and stay ahead of the curve. And, and, and like I said, it's just about making people laugh, man. It's like, I, I, I don't know about you. My favorite part of the day is when I'm giggling with friends, but just talking about any bullshit or whatever, when you get into a, just a laughing session with your homies, it's like the best part of the day or the session or whatever it is. So I just, I just want to give that to people. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good to hear. I really like what you're doing. I think, you know, there is kind of just perception for people that this is the backflip guy. So doing this interview is cool. You'll hear about your yeah, past, yeah. how long you've been skating. Like, you know, like I said, I didn't know you'd been skating for 20 something years. And the people you grew up with, like, you know, some really good skaters established scene there in Kentucky. Um, oh, dude, Steven, Steven, I'll say this right now and I hope. Whoever see, I hope Stephen Tat's watching this podcast right now. I would love so much for him to be watching this. Stephen Tat that, is in the live chat. He is watching this right now. Stephen Tat's watching this right now. Stephen Tat is the best rollerblader who ever fucking lived, and nobody can compete with that motherfucker ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Period. Ever. Get out of here, whoever you are. Nobody will ever touch Stephen Tat ever. That's and awesome. That's, that's Stephen is a great Kentucky. skater. Ever, dude, incredible. And Stephen, thank you, and thank everyone who's in the live chat and who's watching us right now. Thank you so much, and anyone who's watching this later. Really yeah, dude, joining us for this episode. So, are you skating every single day now? Pretty close, yeah. I, as much as I can. Um, it's really Kentucky has been going through a crazy uh, humidity spike, like. Really, really crazy. It, I got off the plane from California, and it had been like 105 in L.A. And I was like, yeah, I'm in Kentucky. It's going to be like 70 degrees. It felt hotter in Kentucky when it was 90. And I was like, okay, there's no way am I skating. Fuck that. Um, so, yeah, I, I do skate as much as possible. I would say I'm at least three to four sessions a, a week. That's pretty good. I do more backflips than I do skate. I, I would, I'd say I backflip every day. Can you backflip uh, standing still in your shoes? Yeah, I can. I don't do them on concrete, though. <laughs> I do. I I like. I mean, I will. I just like. I don't do them great. If I have 
just like this much of a lip on something, you know, just that right. much height difference. It's, it's just enough. Man, it's hard to whip around 260 pounds. I mean, it's impressive, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've only ever done it off like, you know, a swimming pool or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you said you were skating them skates right now. I want to get into your skating, your skates a little bit. What's yeah. your current setup? Like, what frames are you on? What wheels? Uh, them skates. I've got the uh, one trick a day sixties uh, on. I think they're a fifty nine A. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. They're they're sixties and they're an eighty nine A. I don't want to say fifty nine eighty nine A. I believe. Um, then I've just got the gray nine oh nines. I've got the black sole on it and the moopy cuff on it. The Ritter Intuition liner and the gray frame or the gray them do what the best of all the different parts put together yeah 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 i got the best of all the different parts oh and uh and a uh a drug receipt sticker sick <laughs> that's awesome and have you tried any big wheel blading at all or any mushroom or oh, yeah. skating or anything like that i've got a pair of the new uh brain dead them skates with the mush or with the the wizard frames on the way so as soon as soon as soon as that happens, the wizard framing for sure. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of I do a lot of big wheeling, a lot of distance skating. I am skating with Caleb. Uh, his name's Caleb Austin on uh, Instagram. He just skated cross country. We yeah. are gonna do. Smith. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do Miami to uh, Key West. So I'm gonna do Miami to Key West with him probably in November, probably like the first week in the last of October, first of November. See, I took Caleb on his very first long distance skate. Back oh, really? Yeah, Austin, like, uh, shoot, maybe like six years ago, seven years ago, he came to Austin. He had just got some power slide swells. I took him on a 30-mile skate. He loved it, and it's the rest is history. Oh, yeah, dude, that guy's a monster, dude. He's a machine. It's insane. So, yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time with him. He's an awesome dude. I love him a lot. And he was on this podcast as well. You can check out, if you're watching this, the Caleb interview. I don't remember what number it was, but it was early on. It was like number two or something like that. Um, and then, uh, so I think I'm pretty much actually out of questions for you for the most part. So if you're watching this and you do have questions for Jimbo, go ahead and post those in the live chat. It will get to those shortly. I wanted to kind of finish off my questions for you as saying, like, what's your favorite part about blading that's kept you in it for most of your life? Flying, flying, man. Uh, I mean, there, there ain't, there ain't nothing like flying, bro. There ain't nothing like, like, jumping a mega ramp, jumping a box jump, jumping, just the feeling of rolling. I, I don't know, man. I mean, to be honest with you, I was burned out on it. I was burned out on it bad uh, when I left Woodward. I, even while I was at Woodward, I scootered more than I rollerbladed. I, I have. Uh, some of my best friends are some of the biggest guys in scootering. That was some of the guys that I met when I first moved to Woodward. There wasn't any rollerbladers there, so I made friends with the scooter guys. And to be honest with you, I had only gone to scooter events. in the Since this happened, I've been to rollerblade events, but I had only been to scooter events since I left Woodward in 2017. Oh, wow. Until this year. And that is the sole fact that I hated rollerbladers. Hated them. Hated them. Didn't didn't want to talk to them. Didn't want to talk. And it wasn't. It's not everybody, but 
everyone watching this podcast and everyone who's ever been a skater could tell you that rollerbladers are the most unreliable fucking people in the world. You can't get any of them to show up when they say they're going to show up. You can't get anyone to come skate with you. Nobody wants to do anything. Everybody just wants to complain. And it's just like, dude, like, why, man? Like, we're here to have fun. Like, why is everyone so sad and so just buh humbug that the world doesn't like rollerblading? Like, just shut up and skate, man. Just shut up. And so I just didn't I didn't go. I was just burned out on the whole industry and the whole thing and the whole being a part of it and and Woodward tore me up and and then I just scootering, I just cared about it. I really loved it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna scooter a bunch and and then uh I I don't know, it just uh after this it, it came back in like a, a new spark of love and and the quad girls being involved and, and the the industry and the people are different now than they were in 2016 in 2017 it, it still had that ominous aura of like we're too cool for everyone else and that just that never sat right with me i didn't like it i never wanted to be a part of it so so i became a scooter rider you know i just rode scooters and, and did that and, and i don't know to answer it i mean i I love rollerblading. I'm, I'm going to never stop rollerblading. I'm never, ever, ever. And even when I was mad at, at, I was never mad at skating. I was mad at the industry. I was mad at people. I was mad at, and, and finally I, I got, I was also very young when that happened. I left Woodward at 22 years old. You know, at 22 years old, you let what people do influence you way more than, than you would, you know, later on in life. I, like right now, somebody else's day, if it's like sad and ruined, like I'm not going to let their, their day ruin my day. Right. But back back then I did and it, it just really ate me up and I don't know. I, I really I love our industry and I love all skaters and I know I sound like a harsh asshole, but it's like nobody would ever say this. Nobody would ever openly be like, nah, dude, rollerbladers suck because they did. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree with you. And you did mention that rollerbladers are kind of flaky. So if you did join us halfway through, Jimbo was late to the interview. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I'm here though. Okay, I had a good, solid reason. I knew as soon as I said that you're gonna bring that up. <laughs> so um, hey, no, uh, I try, I tried, I got in the. I was at Sheldon Skate Park on my skates. I got in the chair at four thirty. He did message me early beforehand that he was yeah. gonna be leaving the skate park and go into Aaron Dolphin's house. It was just LA traffic was not friendly to him. Um, so going back to scooters, I didn't realize that you scooter rode for several years. Did you, can you also do fiddle flips on scooters? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got a lot of stuff. It's really funny. If you look it up, the MGP Mad Gear Big Air Contest is the world's first scooter mega ramp contest. And I was the MC for the world's first scooter mega ramp contest. And what do scooter riders think about rollerbladers? Oh, they love it. They love it. They love scooter riders are really cool about it. Everybody in the industry really kind of meshes and clicks. They all get called the hard F word expletive for gay people, you know, for doing what they love too. So it, it really, it really fits really, really fits well, but they're also, it's really cool watching their industry happen. Cause you can really see a lot of the similarities in skating like from 20 years ago like a lot of the stuff that's happened to us is happening to them because right. they were all young they're all young kids getting taken advantage of 
But it's definitely, they've definitely grown up now. A lot of adults. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, you seem like you're doing a lot of stuff that Caleb Smith, long distance skating to do. Sounds really fun. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Hopefully we can get on a big wheel blade session sometime. I'm definitely jealous about those those them wizard skates you're getting because I really wanted those. I didn't have the money at the time to order them, but when I finally had the money, they were sold out. So, dude, dude, they, I just got, uh, Oh, I can't even get over there. I'll lose service, but I was going to pull them out. I they they get I got the 80s yesterday. The okay. the the full setup. They look great. They look great in person. Sick. Yeah, those are rad. really cool skates. So, I'm going to open it up to a question and answer session right now. So, if you have any questions for Jimbo, I'm go ahead and post them in the live chat and I'm going to start going through starting from the beginning and seeing what people had to say. So, Let's see. First comment from Ricardino. Love you, Jimbo. You're a puke human. You're a peak human. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're a peak human, Ricardo. I love you, dude. Hey, also, funny story about Ricardo Lino, and I hope I hope he's still in this listening. I dropped him off at the airport at LAX. And if anyone's ever drove into LAX, they know how bad that sucks. I, and I got I got out of LAX and got almost all the way back to Glendale to Dolphin's house. Ricardo calls me, or well, he had been calling me, but I didn't notice it was on Instagram. I pull Instagram up and he had left his passport in my car. So I had to, had to turn around and go all the way back to LAX. That sucks. And how far is that? Oh, God, from Glendale, it's like an hour or something. Like 40. It was only like 45 minutes. It wasn't like that big of a deal. Right. It was really funny. It was really funny. Well, next time you should get your phone number and not just hit you up on Instagram. Well, I don't think Ricardo could call me. He was in the country. I think he, he like had to use Facebook or Instagram because of being like out of the country. He needs to get a uh, – when I travel, I just put a new SIM card in for every country I go to. So he should be on top of his game. This guy's uh, a Ricardo. <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> Ricardo, get your shit together, dude. Come on. Yeah, dude. What the hell? Get your shit. Put it in a bag. Put it together. All right. And then uh, it's Tej Matthews. Hey, boy. The homie, one of hey. the coolest dudes. Nah, oh, dude, hey, Tej is one of the Kentucky's coolest dudes. Don't let, it, don't let him fool you, dog. And uh, oh, man. let me see. Mike McFly says, the man behind the meme. I had so many local non-blader people send me his video. I was like, I can flip too, but nobody cares. <laughs> dude, you got you to gotta be 260, dog. If you're not 260 pounds and jiggle. They don't care. It's really weird. Cause I, dude, I've been doing this backflip forever. I was 180 pounds. When I lived in camp. Nobody gave a shit. And then I went home and got fat. And people kind of cared after after that. How have you been losing weight skating more? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I haven't been. I, man, I I do I train in for MMA, so like I'm working on on taking some fights. Uh, my body fluctuates a lot. So I I, I mean I'm 250 and I've got a gut, but. I don't know. I'll go from like 235 to 255 pretty regularly, just mm -hmm. up and down. I fluctuate a good 20 pounds as well. I so, do. When you're this size, man, it's easy to do 20 pounds. There's nothing. <laughs> um, and Taj again, this was meant for Kentucky to blade world sleeps on the talent here, especially us Louisville and Lexington. Lexington. Boy, they, they, I will say that for sure. 100% Kentucky gets slept on on a lot of different things. Kentucky's got some of the best rock climbing in the world. We have some of the best 
whitewater rafting in the world, some of the best camping in the world, some of the best views in the world, some of the best people in the world. And past all that, there, Stephen Tat is there. That's the best rollerblader ever to live, ever, ever, ever. Ain't nobody ever gonna touch it, ever. See, last time I was in Kentucky would have been uh, 2001 or two for the Razor's Blitz Tour with the Hellbelly Skate Shop. God. Skated there and hung out with. I hope Doug and Brew for watching this. I hope Doug and Brew for watching this right now because they'd be so hyped that you just mentioned Hellbellies. Of me and Doug from that. It was me, Doug, and Josh Petty during the. Atlanta IYTA, and we all look like we're about to die. I <laughs> <laughs> might have been. Because that's a good one. Um, then, is it is it Tej? Is that how you say it? Or how do you say his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Tej, but it's uh, we call him TJ. Okay. Um, not the Jenko car. <laughs> ah, Jenko, baby! So what's it like? Did you ever wear Jenkos as a kid? Never. So what's it like? Never. What was it like skating and uh, in so much more fabric? Dude, it's not easy. You can't see your feet. I, honestly, the scariest thing I ever I, I've done a bunch of stair bashes in Jinkos now with Dolphin, and those are way scarier than backflipping. What is? Ways because you can't stair bash a oh, stair okay. bash in Jinkos because you can't see. And it like feels like your wheels are gonna catch under the fabric and do just to get ejected down some stairs because of a fucking pair of Jinkos. I owned a pair in the nineties, short lived, and That's I also sick. Had just sent ultra wides. And back then, I did a lot of stair rides. I actually just started doing stair rides again. Uh, I was riding from a big wheel setups, always like a three by something, which are a lot harder to do stair rides on. I finally got oh, dude, four by so hard, and it's been really easy. It's kind of fun, like to do them again. Um, definitely don't feel as flexed anymore though when I was when I was young. Uh, <laughs> yeah. says Jimbo, miss you, brother. I know, I miss you too, Steven. I'll see you soon, bud. And question: Here's a question for Jimbo. The first question: Is there any old edit you're proud of from back in the day? Also, what's the biggest trick you've ever done on camera or not? Old edit that I'm proud of, like of me. I think he's asking of me. Yeah, did you make edits? I've made edits. I never was in edits. I mean, I've got clips and stuff, but nothing that I'm like super, super proud of. I mean, I was always the guy behind the camera. I've been, like I said, with Steven and with Chad and Brad and all them. I was always the dude behind the camera. Mm -hmm. What I am most proud of in my skating, though, is like all the old 30 days of Blade Instagram edits that I made back uh at woodward those were some of the best skating that i've ever done um biggest trick i've ever done i mean that's like that's like a hard one to answer because i mean i think he's like looking for like oh what's the like gnarliest street thing you've ever done like a sweat stance on like a 10 stair rail is probably like the gnarliest thing i've ever done or like a but, I mean, I'll do, like, big fakey threes down, like, 16th stair or something, you know. Like, when I was younger, I would jump down a lot of shit or, like, doing wall rides off of roofs and stuff. But, uh, I mean, I, I was a mega ramp guy. That's I'm a box jump guy. I'm, I I can double backflip. That's probably, like, my best, hardest trick is, like, double backflips and, like, sending them on, like, nit- nitro ramp and sending them on, like, you know, the mega ramp and 
I, I don't know. That's I'm a flip guy. I've always been a flip guy. I like like, you know, I, people assume that all I can do is backflip. Like I haven't been back to Woodward East since the. I don't. Did you see that video where I flipped Mini Mega? No. There's a video of me flipping Mini Mega. I did like a super laid out starfish backflip on Mini Mega, and that was the last time I'd been to that ramp. That was the first time I had hit Mini Mega since I left camp, and. I did that trick and I don't know, I'm really, really dying to go back. Cause I've got a lot of different flip tricks that I do like flip three sixties and flat spins and all this other stuff. But I don't land those as, as you know, those are like a four out of 10 trick. You know, you, you're going to land it four times out of 10 tries. The backflip is nine out of 10. I can land them every try, which is why I do those at skate parks, like on concrete. I'm not going to do like a big flat five forty over a hip. I'm just not going to do it. And is there videos and, from that on your Instagram page? Yeah, I'm sure there's there's so many videos on my Instagram page, like hundreds. I mean, there's probably 300 videos from back then. Have you ever got to skate uh, Mega Ramp with Chris Happy? I have not ever got to skate Mega Ramp with Chris Happy, but I would love to skate Mega Ramp with Chris Happy. I was actually just with our Willie at UFC last week in Vegas, and we were talking about me coming to – uh, Australia, which I am going to make happen. I'm going to go skate our Willie's ramp at our Willie land in Australia. And hopefully I can get Chris there while I'm in Australia. Well, I'm sure he would be down for that. Oh, for sure. Especially being right there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really cool. And is there anyone you've wanted to skate with that you haven't had the chance to? I have yet to get to skate with him, but besides blade cup, but specifically, I've been talking with Sean and Colin Kelso about coming to Pennsylvania and staying up there and, and skating with them. Because I'm in the middle of – I'm doing a lot of stuff right now, but one of the big focuses that I have is to put out a street section, a real street section of myself that Chad is going to film for me. And so, uh, I, I just haven't got to really put any time into that. And that trip when I go see Sean and Colin, that will be a big portion of it, you know, is going up there to do that. And that's, that is going to be – the the that's the one for me it's like damn dude i got to skate with like sean and colin that's fucking sick it's really sean cool. and colin it's sean and colin man yeah i gotta see you know i didn't really talk to sean but i talked to colin quite a bit at blading cup such a nice kid i went on tour with them for razors back when they were young you know like 15 16 we did a california tour they were such good skaters they both had a section oh, video that i filmed with them and that was a lot of fun um all right, let's move on to some more questions. And when, when are you going to go up there to Philly? Is it already planned? I don't have, like, an exact date just yet. I, I keep bouncing around. Every time I get home, I'm like, I'm going to stay here for a couple weeks. I'm not going anywhere. And then I get a phone call from somebody like, hey, come do this video in California. So that, who, who knows exactly? I'm hoping two months, but maybe maybe sooner. I don't know. Awesome. And at Taj – not a question, but just a statement. Big facts, one trick a day, they have a beautiful formula, and that is very true. Yep. And Mike McFly, back to your Igloo money. So was that a, like a, a TV ad, or what was that for you did for Igloo? No, Igloo, Igloo had contacted me um, whenever I first went viral and was like, can we send you some stuff? And I was like, yes, you know, I'd love, you know, whatever. And then they, they came out with a, a new cooler that has speakers in it called the Cool Tunes, spelled with a K. And they sent that to me and was like, hey, would you, you know, do a video for us out of this? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I, 
I don't that was like the first one that I like put on shorty shorts and like danced around. And I I don't know, I put on short shorts and danced around and I sent it to the guy at Igloo and he was like, We love this. Can we post this? Like can we blah blah blah? And I I said I shot him a number. I was like, Well, I'm gonna post it on my Instagram and like I'll gladly give this to you guys, but like I'm traveling to blah blah blah. I, I I was gonna give it to him even if they said no. And I shot him a number and they said, We love what you're doing. If you'll give us one more after this, we'll give you that number. And I was like, all right, cool. So, so it worked. I mean, it, like I said, not life-changing money by any means, just enough to, like, cover some expenses. So I'm going to have to go check out the Igloo Instagram to watch that. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a, it's a, a good one, man. It's just me dancing around with an Igloo cooler is all that it is. Awesome. And then we got uh, someone who realized who you were. Wait, this is the shirtless guy flipping Richard's What Trick of Day video. <laughs> That's you. No, no, that's that actually that is my cousin. Ah. If you didn't know, yeah, it's my cousin. That's uh that's Air Sea Lion. <laughs> Air Sea Lion. Yeah, Air Sea Lion. <laughs> awesome. What about Air Walrus? Dude, I I think actually I'm going to come out with a signature air mattress. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because because bladers need air mattresses, bro, cuz they sleep on people's houses cuz they're on their uh, floors cuz they're broke. And then Samuel says, excellent takes on everything, Jimbo. Thanks so much. And, yes, you're very articulate. You've had a lot of good things to say. Very positive. And Thank you. Thank you. Javier, awesome beards talking. You do Gee! have a nice hey, dude, I, don't, I don't have as cool of a beard as you do, Yon. I, I just now bought one of those straightening wand things for it, and I, I'm, I'm just kind of getting there. I got a mullet now. I don't know if you noticed, but. I did. When you turned around, I was like, damn, look at that thing. Yeah, it's got That's my first eyebrows. I was like, man, I've never wear them all. You need, now, you need now, a pair of pit vipers now. I know, right? I just, this is my, like, this is my uh, Raised by Woods mullet, which is a TV show. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> and uh, apparently, everybody's got these mullets now in Brooklyn, but I'm in Vermont, so. <laughs> it's still hot everywhere you go, dude. Dude, no more glasses right now. It's the wild. It's a totally different person. I know, right? I know it's like a whole different person. You look just like the guy in a thumbnail for this video. <laughs> that's great. That's crazy, dude. So, uh, what's the chances of you flipping down, uh, back flipping down El Toro? Damn, damn. Honestly, pretty high. <laughs> On honestly, pretty high. Like, I mean, like, I mean, and then did you you mean land it? Like, is that like what are the chances of landing it, or what are the chances of doing it? I mean, landing it, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can. Uh, chances, of, chance, I, of, chance of landing, chance of landing. I give myself a solid twenty five percent. Solid twenty five percent says that my knees don't explode, and then I land it. And the only reason would be adrenaline. The other seventy five percent is my left knee explodes out my asshole. <laughs> that would make for a good video. Yeah, viral content, dude. That's I'm a I'm a uh, influencer trying to influence people to not jump down El Toro. You know what I mean? Now you said earlier you've been doing a bunch of stair riding with Air Dolphin. Have you ever considered backflip to stair ride? Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad you said that. I swear to God, I was I was talking to Dolphin yesterday, and I was like, dude, we gotta get a ramp, we gotta backflip into a stair bash. And everyone's like, no, no, don't fucking do that. And I was like, yeah, I got it, I got it. So, yeah, yeah, it's coming. I'm going to send it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking die, but I'm going to do it. If you lace that, you got then you got to do a brownie. 
Yeah, no, that'd be it, dude. I could definitely do that. I would do the the Ronnie into it would be easier than the like. Hold on, here. You know what? Let's give let's give everybody one for the camera. All right. Woo! <laughs> Sent it. There you go. Sick. Sent it. <laughs> I, I was gonna do Sheldon skate park, so like that's kind of why we were there. We're filming something, but I had my shirt off and my skates on, and I was gonna flip like in the podcast. But dude, it was like 110 sitting on that car. It was so hot. It's really hot. I saw lots of places. Somebody posted Austin was like 109, and with humidity it was like 118. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Luckily, Vermont's been really mild this summer and it's been about 75 every single day so no that's pretty nice yeah it's been really nice here um unfortunately it's just not a lot of people to skate with yeah yeah and then uh punks world says vermont blade and camp more details for if you're interested in vermont blade and camp which is my event that i host which is happening july 21st through 25th in vermont five days of skating and camping visit instagram.com slash uh vermont blade and camp that's simple I'll put a link in the description below. Um, next up, Mike McFly. Gumby has his nickname because instead of breaking his body, he seems to just bend around things when he busts his ass. I've seen Gumby break his arm in person around San Diego. I did not watch it in person, but I watched Gumby get throated. That was fucking Ooh. terrible, dude. Gumby, Gumby don't bend around shit, dude. Gumby just Gumbies. <laughs> And Gumby's from your region, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, Gumby. Uh, is he from Chattanooga? I know he's Tennessee, but I can't remember if it's Chattanooga. I think it's Chattanooga. Cause he, yeah, yeah, he's from he's from where uh, Zach Lavelle and uh, Chatty and uh, Ray Cronenberg. Okay. Yeah, that's a good scene. I mean, he's such a good skater too. Okay, oh, Ben says, "Damn, they make." A cop in Montreal right after I moved out of Vermont. Ben is a skater. He just moved to Colorado. He came on the, our road trip last year. He had just started skating, and he got pretty good in the past year. Shout-outs to Ben. Have a good time in Colorado. He's going to school out there, master school. Uh, dude, yeah. And Montreal, speaking of Montreal, Montreal's got an amazing blading scene. Tons of skaters. I mean, huge. From all over France, Europe. Uh, Sandro Timoteo, Lily is there. Tons of great skaters, and they have the comp coming up, which is going to be really fun. Uh, let me see. Mike McFly says, yes, Trash is a top five video of all time. Thank you, Mike. I'm glad you like it. And then Steven Tat says, Trash, one of the best skate videos to skate for. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate the love on the old video. And hell yeah. right now, I'm actually in the process of editing a video I've been working on for the past 10 years, and I'm going to try to premiere it at the road trip in two weeks. And there's lots of awesome skating in that video. So it's the first new video in over a decade. Um, and Samuel says, comedy is a great idea for content if it's good like Tom Moyes. Do you watch Tom on YouTube? I, whoa, no. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped my phone. Uh, I, I watch Tom on YouTube sometimes. I like his take on a lot of things. I, there's a few things I haven't liked his take on, but that being said, everybody's going to have difference in opinions. And uh, 
I mean, either way, Tom is a great thing for the sport. I think that what he does is incredible, and he works very hard on those videos. I know it is not easy to come up with what he does. And, dude, I respect the hustle and the grind 100%. Man, Tom Tom is an incredible character and somebody that we have to have in blading. It takes every one of us doing our part to be that. you know. And if people are like, oh, Air Manatee's stupid and he shouldn't exist, like, what? Like why would why would why would none of us do what we're doing? You know, like it takes all of us to to get the eyes out there and to do this. And and what Tom Moise is doing is great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Tom, you know Tom is very funny. A lot of it has to do because he is English, and a lot of the, his mannerisms are just English. And if he was yeah, American, yeah, yeah. he might not be quite as funny. So he's got. I, do, I think yeah, I think so too. Because but most people would think, dude, you're just an asshole. <laughs> but I love Tom's show. He's funny. He does do a lot of work puts together some creative content. I was actually working on my own winter patch video and he just came one out with one. So I scrapped that one. <laughs> he beat me to the punch, but yeah, his stuff is really funny. And, you know, I definitely uh, love watching everything him and Ricardo and even Wilson. Like I love the Wilson stuff, you know, a lot of good content on the internet. Um, and then Tyler says, talk about the Kentucky skate team and the homies here and how people should come to Louisville because it's a blue city and a red state and how we are diverse and creative group of people. I think you just explained it yourself. But it, he did but just I, explain it himself. Yeah, yeah, dude. Tej is totally right. Louisville is a blue city in a red state, regardless of what your political deal is. Tej cares more about politics than I do. But that being said, Dude, Louisville's the shit, man. There's so much fun stuff to skate. Man, I'll talk about Louisville. Fuck Lexington. I hope Doug and Bruce are in here listening to this. I love Doug and Bruce, but fuck, fuck, fuck Lexington. That place sucks. <laughs> Louisville. Yeah, Doug and Bruce are cool. Lexington just sucks. Fucking, uh, Louisville has got a great skate park. It's got a great scene of people. Troy is there. Tej is there. If you don't know who Josh Broughton is, that is, dude, Jay Broad. People be sleeping on Jay Broad. People have been sleeping on Jay Broad for a long, long time. He is, he's getting, man, there's a, there's a shitload of us, man. Chad and Brad are there. Well, Brad just left and Chad is in Bowling Green, but they're there. And Jake Choke, Stephen Tat is back. We're all skating. My place is getting built right now. Like, I hope that Kentucky becomes one of the epicenters for action sports. Well, I hope That's to build a place when it's done. We've been Definitely. wanting to travel to visit where my girlfriend was from because I had mentioned she lived in Kentucky. I haven't really yeah. done after COVID and stuff, but now that traveling's well, I have to wait for gas to get cheaper again. But yeah, yeah, if yeah. That happens, we'll road trip down to Kentucky. Hopefully by then your compound is complete. Can visit or just skate or whatever. For Michael sure. says, Jimbo, I could put you up for a night and we could do some skating in Gainesville, Florida. There you hey, go. There we <laughs> go. Hell yeah, Mike. That's the beautiful thing about rollerblading is People always give you a place to stay, you know. Dude, any, anywhere in the world. If you go anywhere, if I, either one of us, me or you right now, we go anywhere in the world and we make a post on Facebook that we're there, we're, we got a place to stay. And I've been doing that since, you know, the message boards and the bulletin boards back in the 90s. You know, when I went to Europe to film this video last call I made, I was there for seven months and I just posted on these forums and had a place to stay almost every night for like seven months all around Europe back then. So that was pretty cool. Um, let me see. And then Samuel says, I need to plan a trip to Louisville. Haven't been in a while despite being three hours away. Now, three yeah, hours sleeping on it, dude. Three hours driving in Vermont is nothing. That's how I have to drive to Boston to go skate or Montreal 
like two hours. So, you know, um, what's your top three favorite blading sections? Oh, uh, Chris happy drip drop. That was crazy. Um, I really, really loved both of the people don't love this, but I love this. I love both of Broskow's sections from the KFC zombie comatose video where it's to the shocking blue. And he's uh, like, there's one in, he's got a full section in Barcelona and then a full section, I think in KC in Kansas city. Yeah, it was, that, that was really great. And then I would say, I mean, my favorite edit to watch of all time, my favorite thing that's ever been created in rollerblade media ever was the, the shred through dead tours. So, and that's what you want those, to yeah again. and that's what i want to emulate and the reason that i love those so much even if we're saying sections if i'm talking people sections that doesn't count you know but but that being said that that's my number one rollerblade video of all time just because of the, the vibe and the attitude and and what happened and what they were able to produce and how fun it looked yeah i agree 100 now i was just i don't know why it came to my head but I want to go back to skiing real quick. You said you skied. Where do you ski at? Uh, there is a there's a place like two and a half hours north of me in Indiana called Perfect North. If you know who Nick Gepper is, uh, he's from there. Okay. Um, he's a he's an X Games pro. He's okay. just a ski guy. They they've got a a terrain park that's a really nice terrain park, but it's tiny. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny little mountain. It literally takes thirty seconds to get to the bottom. And have you skied any big mountains? Oh yeah, yeah. My whole family is from Grand Junction, Colorado. I was born and raised in Kentucky, but okay. my whole family is from Grand Junction. So we would go ski in Keystone and Copper and Brass nice. and all that. Nice. Yeah, I uh, you know I started skiing a few years ago, and I just love skiing the trees. That's my favorite thing. Oh, dude, same man. Just skiing in general. I I would say this though. I would give I would give up rollerblading to ski if I had to. If someone said you had to pick one of the two, I'm skiing. See, I have it where I can't really ski, skate in the winter, so I have to ski. So I get about 80-something days. Because yeah. yeah, I live across the mountain, you know, it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, let's see. We got any more questions? Mike McFly never had. I'd lost the one he said. Mike McFly never had Jinkos, but he had ultra-wides. <laughs> Did you ever have ultra-wides? And he said ultra-wides. Skate pants. <laughs> I fucking hate politics. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I see you on there. They are sleeping on all of you, Tej. I see that shit. Will you ask Jimbo about the Kentucky battles? Oh, longest running street contest in the history of street contests. When did it start? Because uh, I think I, uh, the Mile High battle, battle claims that too. The Mile High battle might be winning now because i don't think they have we haven't had a ky battle in two years because of covid but uh i want to say 99 was the first one that's quite a long time 20 years yeah not not i think i think 99 was the first one i'm pretty sure and i, I believe we did 20 or 21 years but that was doug and bruce and i was only involved in uh like two of them just helping being picking spots and being you know being a part of it we hosted, we did host one Blade Cup in my town in Somerset, or not Blade Cup, but a, a KY battle. That was an awesome one. I mean, the KY battle is an awesome deal, and I hope to do it again. And I hope Bruce is watching this, and that you need to do it again, dude. Call me. 
We used to have a, quite a bit of street contests in Texas. We had a Texas Skate Series, but yeah, I remember the Texas Skate it, Series. A lot of a hassle with cops and stuff that the organizers just kind of didn't feel like messing with anymore. Do you guys have any issues with police ever out there? Yeah, sometimes. But honestly, now no, I have no issues with cops anywhere in the country. Have any police? I mean, right? I, yeah, every fucking one of them. Every cop that I have ran into while I've been skating since this has happened has been like, you're the next guy. Every single one of them. I had a guy, and anyone who was with me that day, uh, uh, Chad and Chico, and I want to say maybe Taylor Poplin was with us, and maybe Zach. But we, we, were bombing, we were bombing Broadway in Nashville, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, and they had all been arrested like three years earlier for doing the same thing that I was just doing, right? The mm -hmm. cops at the bottom of the hill stopped me and were like, dude, can you backflip off our car? They like wanted a picture with me and shit. Like, hilarious, if I take my shirt off and have my skates on, everywhere I go, someone's like, TikTok rollerblade guy. I should take my shirt off. People might think I'm you. Ah, <laughs> dude, they might. They might. <laughs> All right. Um, also, Jimbo has a nice trick vocabulary. Don't fucking sleep on the homie. TJ. Hey, okay. Um, your, boy, your boy got tricks that most people are like, because when I skate for real, I normally don't. I've been to a bunch of events lately, which I don't even really skate at. I haven't. The people who skate with me regularly know that I have tricks. I just, like, don't care to post that. I don't mm -hmm. care to, like, go out of my way to try extra hard for a line. Like, I right. I, if I'm going to go skate, I'm just going to skate. I'm going to skate with my friends. If I'm really skating, really trying tricks, it's not for a camera. I don't really care about that. Like, the camera stuff to me is just like, all right, what like, what can I do that's funny? Because it's that skating, skating never really, to me, was not about like, oh, who gets to watch my skating? Like, watch me do a Mizu or watch me do this grind or watch me air. It's like. Like, I, I like the feeling of it. Like, yeah, I want to impress the people that I'm with that are there that are also skating. And it's, like, cool to get that feeling when people, you know, dap you up or get hype on your trick. But fuck the internet. I don't care. I don't care if you see my sweat stance or not, dude. I don't care if you see me do a true porn. What I care that you see is that I'm in Jinkos And then I turned around, and it's funny. <laughs> and... If you haven't seen it, Jimbo's videos, which most of you have, I have links in the description below. You can watch all of his awesome content on Instagram or TikTok, but Instagram, you prefer more. Now, yes to backflip stair ride. We've got another vote. And then and has a question for Jimbo. I have front flip on lock 9 out of 10, but can barely backflip. I always end up rotating off access. Any tips? Uh... Yeah, you're looking over your shoulder because you're not fully committing to going totally upside down. Uh, if you are going off of a quarter pipe or a launch ramp, like for your front flip, you're not throwing your shoulder or tucking. That's why you can front flip nine times out of ten you're throwing your hands forward and your, your body always follows your head. So when you go to back flip, the reason that you're not flipping forward is because you're getting scared and your head is going – your eyes are taking the least path of resistance to see the ground, which would be like this turn, right? Backflip, your eyes have to go all the way around to see the ground. So 
if you turn at all, that's what throws you off axis. So to backflip, you have to totally commit to upside down. You have to totally commit to, to upside down. And that's the only trick to it is it is 100% a full commit trick. It's like how, dude, I, I, that was a bad example. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop before I even say it because I had an example in my head of like what it's like, but that's totally bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Um, but either way, yeah, it's just it's it, it's commitment. 100% just commit to being upside down and don't turn your head. It's the only trick. So if someone's gonna try doing backflips for the first time. Where should they start out trying it? They probably shouldn't do it on their skates, right? Yeah. No. 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 Uh, if you can't backflip on a trampoline, I would say start on a trampoline. If you can figure out how to backflip on a trampoline or off, if you don't have access to a trampoline, you have access to a, a pool that has like a, a, a jumping spot. You know, learn backflips there. Just the rotation is what you want to learn, right? And then for skating, I mean, the best place to learn it is a resi ramp or a foam pit. Foam pits honestly suck. Resi ramp is definitely the way to go. Or a wood ramp. I, I would definitely recommend if you don't have a resi, go find a wood ramp. If you got a big old sack, just go to a fucking skate park. You know, it's concrete. And just send more. I think and if you're a girl, if you're a girl and you, you don't like the, the sack thing, you gotta, you know, you got a big old heart, don't do it. Well, Ben's are, apparently he's already trying them because he's off rotating his access. So. I'm sure he's right. it down, and I want to see a clip of you when you land it, Ben. Go ahead and send that to me. Um, send it to me. And then Ben says, I highly recommend VT Bladen Camp. You all inspired me so much. Well, thank you, Benjamin. Really rad that you were part of it and you love blading, and they're still sticking with it out in Colorado. Um, Blake O says, that is Steven Tat. I want to see some new shit. So good. You heard him, Steven. I'm coming home soon. I still got a camera. And then, laugh my ass off, the Lexican slandered. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is still rolling 502? Who is that? I don't know. That's Lexington. Who is that? I can't even see who it is. Oh, man. Come on. Oh, Oh, Lexington is cool because of Doug and hey, Bruce. I, I literally said Doug and Bruce are cool. Lexington <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and then uh, – The pizza's good. Pizza's good. Good fellas pizza's fire. That's where Doug works, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Mike McFly has a point. Cops are younger than us now, so they don't trip. <laughs> That might be part of it. That, uh, yeah, dude, really, that might be it, for real. And uh, I keep getting losing my place. Jimbo's too young at the time. I'm not sure what he's referring to. Something we talked about. All right, looks like we are at the end of the questions. So I think. Oh, it's Emmett. Oh, it's Emmett. Hell yeah. Ah, Emmett. Emmett. Yeah, dude. Emmett knows what's up, dude. Emmett's the shit, dude. He's so good. Everybody's, everybody's sleeping on them, dude. They're sleeping on them. Yeah, it's right, Emmett. I heard you. <laughs> Rad. Well, hey, I really appreciate all you people from Kentucky on here right now. Uh, yeah, dude. Jimbo and watching this. 
Uh, dude. So, dude. This is all I have, question-wise. I think we're going to wrap it up. It's almost two hours, so that's pretty good. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Jimbo. It was really good talking to you, hearing your story, finding out more about you. And hopefully we can hang out in the future sometime, do some blading, some big wood blading, whatever. Um, definitely, definitely, man. More than welcome to come up and winter and ski. Um, crash my couch. You know, it was blading. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have that signature air mattress then. That would be sick. So I want to thank everybody for watching this. If you haven't already liked this video, make sure and hit the like button. It really helps this channel. And also make sure to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already and hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. I have links to my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Jimbo's Twitter and not Twitter, his Instagram and his TikTok in the description below as well. And as mentioned earlier, if you do want to support this channel, you can become a Patreon member. I have a link to my Patreon page in the description below. And that's the link right there. Everything else is in the description below. So any final words, Jimbo? Yeah. First off, thanks for having me on this. This has really been awesome. I've been like dying to tell the story to a podcast for a long time now. And uh, I'm really humbled and honored to have been on the list of then and now blading podcasts, man. You've got 23 episodes of this and you have interviewed some of the most influential people that skating has ever had. And uh, hopefully my name will be on that list of one of the most influential people skating has ever had, man. That's uh, that's, that's what I just hope to be. I just really want us all to prosper and skating to continue to grow and people to see how awesome it is. And, and the guys that do deserve, you know, their, their time in the spotlight. I, I hope that whatever, bullshit i do can bring some extra views for them you know awesome and really just thanks everybody who does support me and uh there's a lot more to come awesome i really look forward to seeing it all and i really appreciate you coming on definitely um you most people i've had on i have some sort of close relationship with but i really appreciate what you've done and your content so it's you know i really want to talk to you about it so it was a lot of fun definitely oh for sure for sure yeah, really sorry good. i was late again man sorry i, I was late right. It's all right. I got to show off you know, my uh, new stuff that I got in the mail. So another thing I'll shut off right now, which I got some Icon Access wheels, which had the metal metal cores. Oh, yeah. Bearings in those things did not work. I like jumping on them, like, you know, trying to put them in. <laughs> I got this Bont bearing press. Oh, that's sick. And I'm going to make a video on this bearing press because it's pretty badass. Uh and I think everybody should have one of these. So I'm going to have a video on these pretty soon, hopefully in the next week or so. And Dude, I've got to buy a bearing press. I'm so lazy. Yeah, they're good. They're good. And uh, and if you didn't check out the Gonzo interview, I interviewed Gonzo in the last episode. Wow. Gonzo is a legendary L.A. blader that just fucking killed it back in the day. Yes. And also yeah. had a section in one of my videos in trash. So, yeah, cool. Anyway, everyone, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time at episode 24 of the podcast. Take care. Good night. See ya. See ya. All right.